The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Adam Carricker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback, out of the shotgun, first and 20. Jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carricker at the Missouri 21-yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman Adam Carricker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carricker who ripped him down inside the 25-yard line. 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Adam Carricker. Welcome, everybody, to Adam Carricker on The Ticket on a Monday noon hour. Each and every Monday, ladies and gentlemen, I am right here. I am alive. I am interacting with you fine folks at home from noon to 1 p.m. Central Time. Also throughout the week here on The Ticket, you can catch the Big Ten Show with myself and my co-host Jeff Turn, a longtime ESPN radio host. Also, the Character Chronicles are put out here on The Ticket as well. Tune in from noon to 1 p.m. Central Time almost every day throughout the week here on The Ticket Come have lunch with yours truly in one way, shape, or form. And every Monday and Friday, I am live. Now, a couple of things. I put out the Big Ten show on my social media last night and had a lot of people asking, hey, what happened to Character Live? So I kind of addressed this before, so I'll be very, very quick. I'm always going to talk Nebraska football. That's what the ticket is about. Okay, what I do here on the ticket. That's what the Chronicles is about. That's never, ever going to go away. But the opportunity because I'm just a college football guy in general. The opportunity to call, to talk college football in general is just exciting to me. So every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, on my social media, I will be posting the Big Ten show going forward. Yes, Character Live is no longer, but that's kind of what extra excited me and as hard as that was to let go, to be honest with you. I've talked about that other places multiple times, so I won't do it here again. That's what excites me in addition to what I'm already doing with the tickets. I'm live right here, right now, the People segment. Okay, you can send me your questions. You can text them. You can call, all right? The number to interact with yours truly, just like I used to do on Character Live, which is now here on the ticket, which is also, in addition to everything else, what makes this show so special to me, so much fun to me. Uh, I look forward to talking about more Husker victories because then it wouldn't just be fun. It'd be awesome. Uh, until then, it is still fun, challenging at times. But text or call 402 464 5685. 402 four six four five six eight five so right now the last 10 minutes of every show monday and friday because i'm live interacting with you fine folks is dedicated to the people's the people's segment now if we ever get to the point where we have so many questions so many comments so many people sending things in then i'll start answering them more throughout the show but we'll build that over time all right real quick i want to give a shout out to our sponsor all right because I guarantee that you've driven by GE Landscape and Supply countless times, likely without even knowing. It's 6701 Cornersker Highway. Now it's time to stop in. GE Landscape Supply sells to homeowners and contractors with a vast selection of landscaping and construction materials. 
They sell in bulk to save you money. Buy anything from a five-gallon bucket to a semi-load. And don't forget, they deliver anywhere, nearby or far away. Stop by at 6701 Corner Square Highway from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday to Friday and 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. Go to GELandscapesupply.com for more info or call 402-467-1627. All right. I also want to give a shout-out to the people, you know, the shows that I do, what I do here on The Ticket, what I do elsewhere. Check all that out at CaricaChronicles.com. Check out all 93.7 The Ticket stuff. They got phenomenal hosts that I'm proud to be associated with. None of that happens without you, the fans, the people. Nebraska, you probably heard by now, I was 4-16. and 16, I believe that's correct in their last 20 games. Yet, we set a world record for attendance at a women's sporting event at a volleyball game. Okay, Colorado, congrats on the win. Congrats on a red-hot start. Okay, but there's more people at our, our sporting events, whether we're winning or losing, than when they're winning. And I'd prefer to win, to be clear. But what I'm do, doing is I'm giving a shout-out to the people. I'm thanking the people. Like, stay with this program. Stay with this team. Stay with this season. The next two weeks are not gimmies. Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech, you never know what can happen in college football. But if we get wins the next two weeks, get back to two and two. Heading in to the final eight games. Yeah, it's Michigan to start those final eight games, that Big Ten slate. But everyone all offseason, all we ever said was get to a bowl game. Somehow that increased to eight wins, nine wins, maybe ten wins. Who knows what can happen? Ladies and gentlemen, congrats to what to Dion and what he's doing at Colorado. But he kind of brought with him maybe one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and that helps. Okay, not many people can say that. And that's he didn't get lucky with that because it's his son. He's coached him his entire life. Random sidebar. Shout out to Shadur Sanders. I mean, he, he didn't play great for quite a while, and then he caught fire at the end, and the stats look rel- relatively pretty good. Like, he's a Heisman candidate for a reason. Potential top 10 pick. Okay, and when I say D- Dion didn't get lucky, like, he's coached Shadur his entire life, so there's a reason Shadur's pretty good, along with his own talent and ability, what his dad has done. That's not something everybody's going to bring with them when they, they, they go to start over at a new program. It's their son, who may be a top 10 NFL pick within a year or two. I do have to wonder, you know, is Dion going to go on to coach the NFL because at some point Shadur is going to have to play for someone else, and he's never experienced that. And I'm kind of, kind of curious to see how that might play out. And, and to be clear, despite the ugly Buffalo jersey that he's wearing now, I'm actually rooting for Shadur now that we're not facing him anymore this year. And I'm curious to see how he does. So as far as Colorado, as far as all that stuff, I wish them nothing but the best. I find them highly entertaining. And interesting to watch, as I've said several times, sure would have been nice to get that victory. Obviously didn't happen. Okay. But again, back to my point, shout out to the fans. Let's get two two wins these next two weeks, head into that Big Ten slate, the last eight games. And let's get back to what we spoke about originally, because we're doing this whole entire offseason and leading into the season and the Kool-Aid got flowing and oh, the big red Kool-Aid tastes so good. And then things got inflated. Not you know, not without reason. It's hard not to get excited, especially when you love something so dearly and you're passionate about something. I'm absolutely passionate about Husker football. I know Husker fans are, obviously. But let's get back to two and two. Let's get back to 
Let's go to a bowl game and let's build this thing and let's build it the right way. And let's let Matt rule do what he does. Okay. What he's done before what he's, what I believe he's going to do here. He's just not going to do it within two games like Dion did. It's okay. There's only one Dion. Awesome. Uh, I do genuinely wonder if Dion will be there in a year or two, especially once Shadir goes pro, but that's neither here nor there. Honestly, not our business anymore. Okay, I am going to give some thoughts on the Colorado game. But then it will be time to move on to Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech and the rest of this year and what this program to do, it, it can do. Now, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Okay, grades. Like I said, I'm going to talk about the Colorado game. And then we will move on. Grades from the game. Okay, we've got some, some interesting stats to chat about. All right, I'll give my thoughts on the quarterback situation and how it stands and how I see it. Okay. I have written down here how important is a bowl game. So I'll, I'll put that out to you fans right now and let me know. And when we get to the pe people segment at the end, I want to hear your thoughts, your questions. How important is making a bowl game for Nebraska this year? Not overlooking our next two opponents because you can never take a game for granted, especially in college football with these young men. But let's say we get to two and two. Okay, going into game five versus Michigan. How important is making a bowl game to the Husker football program, to Husker Nation at that point? Let me know. Okay, simply respond. Call or text to 402-464-5685. Those are things we're going to chat about. So let's start off with the Colorado game, the grades from the game, which I have not given anywhere else. All right. So when you come to the running game, I mean, we averaged 5.4 yards per carry. And I pointed this out elsewhere. By the way, it's the exact amount of yards we average per pass completion or per pass. It was 5.4 yards. That's enough to win a football game. Okay. When you come to grading the running game and you rush for, I believe, 222 yards, especially when there's not much of a threat of the pass. I mean, we didn't win the game, so it's hard to give anything an A. Okay. But to me, we move the ball again. We're not explosive. We're methodical. And when you're methodical, you have to be disciplined. And we're not disciplined. We have too many penalties, too many turnovers, too many untimely turnovers. My gosh. Hey, let's drive into the opponent's territory time and time again. And then, then we'll turn it over. Not that a turnover is ever any good, but you get my point. For the run game, I would give it a solid B. The pass game, I mean, we're struggling to pass the ball this year. When you look at our quarterback, all right, Mr. Jeff Sims. This is an individual who is highly talented, highly dynamic. I've talked about all that. Okay, Matt Rule said NFL scouts told him that he's a guy that can make every throw. That's why he brought him in. You know, I did do a video this offseason where I said Jeff Sims is going to tell us a lot about Matt Rule because Jeff Sims is talented. Matt Rule is known for being a developer of players. So far, we haven't seen a whole lot of development. He actually looks like he's regressed since his time at Georgia Tech. Talking about Jeff Sims as our quarterback here. But so far this year, okay, he has one touchdown pass, four interceptions. He's had a hand in eight different turnovers in some way, shape, or form or another. 35.9 QBR. Now, this is kind of who Sims is. I mean, at Georgia Tech, he had 30 touchdown passes, multiple years of starting. But 23 interceptions, it's not a great ratio. You want it to at least be two to one, touchdown passes to interceptions. Even if you're a running quarterback, which Jeff is, 
you still want it to be at least two to one. And if you're predominantly a passing quarterback, three to one or greater is what you're looking for. Okay. Now, there's more turnovers during his time at Georgia Tech. I didn't include the fumbles. All right. He has eight more this year. So, really, he has, if you look at it, one touchdown pass this year, one touchdown run. So, he has 32 career touchdowns total running and passing. And he has 32 or more career turnovers if you include interceptions and fumbles all the way back to his first year starting at Georgia Tech. Okay. That does lead the country. All right. Now, three of his first four career starts at Georgia Tech, he threw for over 200 yards. He's only done it one time since, and he's only thrown for 220 total yards so far this year. Okay. I don't know if I mentioned this. His QBR is 35.9. So when it comes to, and I'm going to give my thoughts specifically on the quarterback situation, the way it is right now here in a minute. When you come to the pass game, I mean, if I'm a defense, the grade for the pass game from the Colorado game, if I'm a defense, I'm not putting eight men in the box. I'm putting nine. I mean, I just am. Why? Why would I do anything but cover zero? We need a receiver to step up to show that they can take the top off a defense because right now we don't have it. It doesn't hurt that Xavier Betts isn't on the team. Isaiah Garcia Castaneda tore his ACL, and he was going to be someone we counted on to contribute and who had some speed. None of that helps. Billy Kemp, probably our best receiver, isn't necessarily a top-end speed guy. He does other things well. But if I'm a defense, I'm putting – here's what I'm doing. I'm putting eight guys in the box, and then I'm putting one guy as a spy on Jeff Sims, and it's that simple. Well, why would I do anything else? I'm not worried about the receivers blowing the top off the defense. I'm not worried about the quarterback making that pass. I'm putting nine guys in the box because Nebraska is averaging over 200 rush yards a game. All right? 5.4 yards per carry but just over 100 rush yards a game, and they threw the ball no deeper than they rushed it every time last game, 5.4 yards per rush, 5.4 yards per pass completion. I should mention, okay, and again, I'm not trying to bury anybody. These just are facts. I haven't even really, other than giving my grade for the run game so far, given an actual opinion yet. Everything I'm stating is just facts. Okay. I mean, when it comes to the pass game, I don't know how you give it anything, you know above a D, D minus. If you want to be mean, you could say F. If you want to see be incredibly kind, you could say D plus. I'm going to go D minus for the pass game. The offensive line's a bit of a mixed bag because when you, when you talk about an offensive line grade, because we're rushing the ball well. Sims doesn't have a lot of time to pass, but we're not passing well to begin with. With the offensive line, I'd probably give him a C. Because there's, we're somehow still running the ball, but we're not doing a lot of other things great. And that is a lot due to the quarterback. That is a lot due to things that we still need to get better with in general. Okay, so that'd be my grade for the O-line as a C. You look at the defense. The defense is leading the nation in sacks right now with 11 after two games. They're giving up 1.9 yards per carry. I mean, this is the defense. Those are insane stats. Number one in the country, 133 teams in, st- in sacks, okay? 1.9 yards per carry, you're giving up on the ground. And all I hear, all I see, the national narrative is this from the Colorado game. Oh, Colorado blew the doors off Nebraska. Colorado dominated Nebraska. Well, that was 0-0 with about, 
what, six, seven minutes to go before half. And then two turnovers gave Colorado a short field, which Nebraska, the black shirts held them to 10 points. And yeah, 36 to 14 isn't exactly close. I've seen some pundits where they said, oh, the game was actually much closer than that. And then I turn around and I watch another guy, Joel Klatt, and he's like, oh, it wasn't wasn't even that close. Joel Klatt is one of the best in the biz. And early on in the game, I thought he did. He was very open about playing at Colorado and all these things and how that 2001 game meant a lot to him. It got him to quit minor league baseball where he was floundering and got him to walk on at the University of Colorado. And then he ended up playing and starting, was a good quarterback, first guy I ever sacked in college. Shout out, Joel. And I thought he did a pretty good job of hiding what he's going to have a natural bias. He was part of a committee that had input on hiring Deion Sanders. He's going to be no more unbiased towards Colorado than I am Nebraska. And I am open about my bias, and I am open about how I try to be as unbiased as I can be. And I thought he did a good job. I thought Gus Johnson was not great, the other announcer. Good grief. It's almost as if he said, all right, Joel's being fairly unbiased, so I'll pick up the slack where Joel, where Joel isn't being biased, and I'll do it for him. But as the game wore on, his, his ugly black and gold blood that runs through his veins, Mr. Klatt, who does a great job in general, it started to show true. And then when I watched a little bit of his show this morning, I only watched five minutes and I shut it off. And he just talked about how Colorado played sloppy and awful early on, which was not true. The black shirts played really well. Nebraska moved the ball and then handed them the ball. Nebraska played sloppy on offense. And even in a short field, Nebraska held them to two field goals and one touchdown when Colorado had three short fields right before halftime and two incredibly short fields. And then as the game wore along, yeah. Eventually, you get the ball enough with that talent, that quarterback, they're going to score. The black shirts were put in tough position after tough position. Then they got wore down as the game went along. And yeah, Colorado finally finally put some points on the board without turnovers, without short fields, because they're not halfway horrible on their side of the ball, and you give them enough opportunities. And guess what? They're eventually going to do something. The defense, I'm going to give them a B plus because I'm not giving anybody an A at this point this season. But I don't know what more you realistically expect out of them. Again, number one in the nation in sacks. 1.9 yards per carry they're giving up per rush, which is towards the tops in the country. Okay. I guess I just got annoyed. I actually really liked what Joel was doing with the announcing. And then as the score got less and less close, his bias came more and more out. And then when I watched his show this morning, it was insane. I was like, all right. He's basically saying Nebraska didn't do anything. Colorado just crapped all over themselves for the first two and a half to three quarters, and then they finally woke up, decided to play, and that's when they pulled away. No, Nebraska's defense played really well. Nebraska actually rushed the ball, but eventually when you keep giving it back like a bad Christmas morning, a bad present on Christmas morning to the other team, and the other team has talent and a good quarterback, and apparently a pretty good coach too, not just the greatest DB of all time, they're they're eventually going to make plays because guess what? They work. In their practices, they lift weights and they watch film too. I just got kind of annoyed by his bias a little bit, if you couldn't tell. Because it eventually came out after I thought he was doing a really good job for a while. All right. Special teams. We we have the missed field goal. I don't know that it was a gimme. It was definitely makeable. You got a freshman kicking it. Okay. Nothing really stuck out one way or the other. Yeah, there was some plays here or there on both sides. I'm going to give him a B minus. I mean, when you go to overall... For the team, it's tough because 
And these are stats I've stated elsewhere. We're averaging over 200 rushing yards per game, over five yards per carry a game. We're leading the nation in sacks on defense, 1.9 yards per carry that we're giving up. But we've had 22 possessions this year. Hold on, let me, let me pull up the exact stats here and make sure I relay them correctly. 22 possessions this year, all right? We've turned it over on downs twice. Two field goal attempts, the one, one I mentioned that we missed. Okay, made one against Minnesota, missed one at Colorado. Three touchdowns. We've gone three and out three times with seven punts and eight turnovers. We're turning the ball over 36% of the time. There's a lot of things that are going well, that we are doing well, that winning football is being played in certain areas. But I put it out on social media this morning. You can't win the game if you don't have the ball. It's that simple. Our opening possession of the game, we drove down the field around Colorado's 30, turned it over. Later on in the half, drove it down the field, got to about their 30, 35, turned it over. And it's not like, and all credit to, to Colorado, they're doing great things right now. I think I just threw up in my mouth a little. But it's not like they're making one-handed interceptions or they're just coming scot-free and blowing Jeff Sims sky high and the ball's just flying in the air because he's getting hit from the blind side. No, we're snapping the ball into guys that we have going in motion. We're, we're fumbling a handoff exchange from the quarterback to the running back. Like we're, I legit trust my eighth grade quarterback to run our offense better than I trust Jeff Sims to run the Nebraska offense. And to be clear, I think Jeff Sims is a talented guy. I think he can turn things around. But I think something has to change at the quarterback position. And I put out a show on that this morning, but I want to touch on it here. Whether it's Heinrich Harburg, whether it's Chubba Purdy, whether, I mean, have they not looked great in practice? I mean, why, why, why have they not gotten a chance when Sims is struggling so much, barring him getting banged up at the end of the Colorado game? Whether it's Jeff Sims, if he is our best option, which why not just give somebody else a try? Just, just see what happens. I mean, honestly, if you can put a guy in motion and snap the ball without hitting the guy in motion, that's an improvement. If you can turn around and hand the ball off on counter left, that's an improvement. Okay. If we can just take care of the football, especially when we put together a drive, it takes us a while to get down there. Let's not waste it. That would be an improvement. And I'm not trying to crap all over Jeff Sims. All I am saying, okay, is that a change is needed in some way, shape, or form and my gut says, give somebody else an opportunity. Now, we saw what Chubba could do last year. He's a year later. He was only a freshman. He struggled last year. Maybe he's better this year. He's third string, probably for a reason. Heinrich Harburg appears to be the guy to me that you just give an opportunity to, unless he just looks awful in practice. He's a big guy with a big arm, and he's fast enough to play wide receiver. If he can operate the offense and just be the best plain Jane, don't make a play quarterback in the history of planet Earth, but a great phenomenal game manager and just do the simple things, that would be an upgrade. And again, I'm not trying to slam anybody. But it is what it is and the facts are what they are. Two plus two equals four, no matter how much, how much somebody else might want it to equal five. I don't remember if I gave my overall grade for the game. Oh, man. D plus. All right. We're going to put Colorado behind us. I'm excited to do so. And then we're going to talk about 
going forward. The next games, don't go anywhere, Husker Nation. We'll be right back. <laughs> 